Welcome to the Cup and Saucy Book Club. I'm Jen. And I'm Zanna. What's in your cup today, Zanna? I'm having Edinburgh Castle from Brody's Famous Edinburgh Tea, which was a gift from my son this Christmas. He's cracked the code of what to get mom. It's uh, He can't go wrong <laughs> oh, with Oh, he tea. definitely has. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so this is a nice, smooth black tea. It's very nice on a chilly, windy morning. How about you? Even though it's early morning for me, I'm having an afternoon Darjeeling from Tailors of Hargate. Darjeeling, while it's considered the champagne of tea... This, it's a little out of my comfort zone. It's not It's not quite a black tea. It's like one step down. And it's a, out of my comfort zone tea-wise, but I thought, given today's book, that it was appropriate. And Tailors of Hargate is like, you know, a nice Veuve Clicquot version. Um, but, I mean, I, one day I'm going to try the Fortnum and Mason, which is considered like the, uh, oh, I guess this is the Cristal of champagne teas. <laughs> But it's also, but it's also like fifty dollars for an ounce. Right. <laughs> so it's a little spendy. It's a little spendy, and I'm not quite that bougie. <laughs> right. You could be. I feel like you could be that bougie if you uh, wanted well, to. Well, yeah. When it comes to food and tea, I definitely right. am I that mean, bougie. I know that you're not normally that bougie, but you could definitely, uh, yeah, you could definitely pull that for tea. Off. For tea, I will. You will bouge it up. I will uh, pull out all the stops. <laughs> I thought that uh, going out of my comfort zone was very appropriate given today's book. Uh, so, yeah, Zanna, please, uh, please remind our listeners what I assigned you to read last month. You gave me Girl on the Edge by friend of the show, C.D. Reese. And before I ask what you thought, I want to remind everyone of the trigger warnings for this book and, by extension, the episode, because we will be talking about a lot of heavy topics. This book deals with a lot of PTSD uh, by both main characters, split personality disorder, the wars in Afghanistan and Iraq, and U.S. involvement in those countries, 9-11, and some dubious consent. So knowing all of that, Zana, what did you think? It was a lot. This book was a lot. It was very, very dark. It was sort of unrelentingly dark in some places. I thought it was extremely well written. So I I do I did enjoy how it was written. I don't think it's really a book for me. I tried to revisit it a little bit, you know, in prep for this episode. I read it a little bit at the end of of last year or right before, right when you assigned it to me. And yeah. and I couldn't revisit it. I just yeah. uh it was too much. And part of that, I think, is because it was originally five stories that were serialized stories that were broken apart. And then for Girl on the Edge, they put they put it into one larger narrative. And I feel like if maybe I had approached it that way, if I had done part one and then take it in a little break, and then part yeah. two, and then take in a little chunks. break, and, and done it in chunks, I probably would have managed it a little bit better. I didn't. I went through in one really long, solid Ooh, thing. That's and a marathon. It just, and it was hard. I mean, it was really hard, because it's like, just when things look like they're getting okay, they go pear-shaped again. And yeah. And that you're, I think we are sort of conditioned by Western storytelling to expect that in threes. But because this was a five part book, it ended up being 
more in in fives but yeah <laughs> it was hard for me to to kind of keep going when we get would get to the end of a part and then things would just fall apart again and then in in, in worse ways or in different ways and it's like I thought we were it's like I I thought we were done with this and now why are we you know and and I understand too that that is the nature of PTSD that is the nature of mental disorders I'm not saying that there's anything wrong if people really wanted to dive into that it was well done and well written but it was not for me yeah I felt like this one was an important book for us to read rather than something that I knew most of the time when I recommend a book to you it's because I think that you're going to enjoy it. But this is one that I felt more like it was important for both of us to have read, particularly because we've had C.D. Reese on the show. This, I and feel she's fantastic, like, you know, is, and... this is her best work. Yeah, it, it is brilliantly written. Yeah, and well-researched. Yeah, but very it well is, researched. It is really hard. And she mentioned when she was on the show that she didn't know how to market it, really. Right. I can un I can see that because it isn't really any one thing. It's and it yeah it doesn't fit the tropes quite the way you would expect it to. Which yeah. is another reason why I think it maybe was just so relentless is because I couldn't count on the tropes to to save me when things looked dire. Which, you know, we've we've talked uh, many times uh, about the, you know, the tropes and it's like, oh, this is expected. And well, you know what? Tropes are really a framework to sort of keep us grounded. And when you don't, when you have a tropeless story like this, which there aren't many, frankly, or at least any that I've read like this. I mean, it does it does touch on a lot of tropes. I mean, yeah, but but it doesn't. I, I think that it 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 definitely is not any particular it's not one you can point to yeah exactly and and the serialization of it and the fact that it was put together in this way I didn't read it as the serialized version either I had read it earlier in 2023 and actually had to revisit it when I had assigned it to you. So I had, I also had to um, re-listen. This is all put together, those five parts. It's a very long book. It's a long listen. It's 18 plus hours. Yeah, it is a long one. It's a commitment. If you want to take this in parts, listeners, you can go ahead and do that, especially for if these issues are particularly triggering Take it piece by piece for your mental health. I mean, there is nothing that says that you have to read any of these books on a schedule. Unless you're assigned them. Unless you're assigned them for a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> this is definitely a go-at-your-own-pace uh, kind of a book. Oh, definitely. I do think, though, it's worth it. Having now re-listened to it, and I did go through it a second time. Uh, because I wanted to make sure that I was, it had been so long since I had read it. I wanted to make sure that I was really prepared. So I 
made myself listen. Yeah, and I mean, there may be something to that too, because there's there's some parts, especially early on, that I'm not really sure that I understood what was happening. You know, that might be easier to handle a second time around. I'm, like I said, I didn't really feel like it was for me, so I feel like I'm, you know, doing my own mental health some service by not going back, but but it you know there were a lot of things that were really really difficult and one of the things that you mentioned that i think i had the most trouble with was not the not so much the mental illness but the dubious consent and yes. um that that consent it it made the otherwise potentially saucy scenes for me not very saucy the dubious consent without giving too much of the plot away the dubious consent happens while okay so the male main character goes through a split personality disorder brought on by his ptsd and brought on by, by the other factors yeah yeah the yeah. treatment that he goes through for that ptsd there's also mentions of past abuse which another is another thing that triggers his PTSD during his treatment. And so he actually has two distinct personalities. And so at least, at least, but there's two distinct personalities right. that have a separate voice and they are, right. they are each separate characters within this, within yeah. this one uh, person. And so the the dubious consent now this couple is married and they're married at the start of the book they're married at the end of the book but they but so the dubious consent happens with a married couple and and she is never quite sure who she's getting right at one point in the book she's never quite sure who she's getting and who is in bed with her and to me actually the dubious consent is less about her consent and more about his consent right um, because because of the the split personality is like can you consent when not all of you consents yes yeah and and his personalities are aware of each other which is not always the case in split personality disorder the personalities are aware of each other and at war with each other so they don't you know they don't want the other one to have dominance over his mind, nor do they want the other to have anything to do with the wife. So, you know, there's, there's, <laughs> there's jealousy within, within one body. They're both very possessive. Yes. The wife. And this is not to say that the, uh, the wife who is, uh, who is a psychiatrist she starts to try to diagnose or treat and big and mistake a big that's like, mistake that's like, that's like the number one thing yeah there's conflict of interest i mean yeah. it, i mean all that is over like the place rule number one in in psychotherapy do not treat your loved ones exactly you are not a, you are not objective you cannot be an objective view on this and this is and this, this is the same this is the same for medical doctors of any kind absolutely you know? absolutely it's like you don't you don't no, you know yeah you can't do that yeah. you know surgeons psychiatrists it doesn't matter 
you're don't treat your loved ones because this is this is just gonna that end up bad and it does for disaster and it does yeah and yeah it, it becomes you know. a disaster and that's the one sort of predictable part which is with this. yes it's like oh <laughs> she's trying to treat him that's not going to end well <laughs> this is not going to go well and there is another there is and there's another part to this so he is a uh, they're both military at different points and he is a military surgeon and he has to go back after getting this treatment uh we should say and then she goes back to iraq they both go back to iraq uh, uh slightly together like a few months apart but they go back to iraq and she goes back as a civilian consultant and the the organization that she works for is kind of meant to be a Halliburton-esque. Right. Although they do actually mention Halliburton. They do. And when she was military, she was asked to go to Abu Ghraib. And for those listeners who are not aware, Abu Ghraib was a detention area which held... uh, They held prisoners of war uh, and the U.S. military treatment of those prisoners in Abu Ghraib was an absolute travesty. They, uh, I mean, Geneva Convention was like not even, didn't even make it to the door. Uh, and they, they treated them as less than human. And it was, it was a absolute horrific disaster. She doesn't go to Abu Ghraib, but the effects of what happened there uh, are a part of, you know, this, the whole uh, system that she's a part of. Yeah, she doesn't go, but somebody she knows is right. part and, of that. And, um, and, and that person becomes sort of a recurring character. He's a recurring character throughout, uh, throughout this. And, and, and is often the antagonist. I don't know yes. that he is the primary antagonist, but but he, I would say that the their their PTSD is the primary antagonist. Yes. Yeah, and and also just the war and what's going on as well, because the uh, the PTSD comes about because of things happen. They, they you know Fallujah is mentioned. The uh, you know they go back to these compounds that they've been at before and it's different each time and so the possibility of a recurring PTSD is very much present and I have to say C.D. Reese really researched this well both the psychological aspects of it the uh, military aspects of it, you know, the um, the politics surrounding it. Male main characters' uh, parents uh, died during 9-11. So that was also part of this. And it was, there was so much just, it's That's a lot. heavy, heavy, heavy book. It's very heavy. Yeah. It does have a happy ending. But Boy, do you have a journey to get yeah, there. Yeah, it does. Happily for yeah. now, I would say. I cuz I don't I don't believe 
that this is like the last time that they're ever think, going to have to. I don't think so either. Know, visit I think these issues. Yeah, and and it, and and during our interview with with Christine or C D Reese, she was saying, you know, just trust me. It's a. I promise you, I've given you a happy ending. But man, it's right there. I, I mean, I don't want to spoil it, but you have to. You have to trust, like really yeah. trust. Yeah. Because you're like, how much is left? Why is it? <laughs> what have you brought me through? And why is there only this much left? And where is my happy ending? Yeah. Yes, but she but does there. deliver. She it does deliver. There. But there is the, you know, idea as with other, with other books that we have talked about, like Dirty Letters, when we talked about the fact that mental health, particularly some of the more uh, ongoing uh, psychological, you know, disorders and symptoms and things that that you have to go through, those are lifelong. Yeah, you know, they're you can't just even, wave a magic wand and it's going to yeah, go away. They're These not. They're that... not going to disappear overnight. There is no magic treatment. And it's nothing. not. And they're not in any way a negative thing about the person who's suffering from it and that's the exactly. thing it's not it's not a failing of somebody who's suffering from it it's just a condition that they have it's just a a something that they have to live with yeah and it's something that is happening to them it's they something did that, not yeah. cause it right this is not a weakness this is not a failing this is just who they are and this is who if you are going to love this person, then you're going to have to understand that this is part of who they are. Yeah. And there are mental health issues with both characters. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. These are very, very flawed characters. Now we have talked about with a lot of the dark romances about uh, flawed characters and everyone deserves their love story and everyone deserves to have their story told. Now, I have read some things in the last year and even more recently where these are incredibly flawed people as far as they can't even relate to other humans level. You know, there's, there is, there is a difference between someone who is going through something like depression or PTSD and then there's and then there's other disorders where their empathy is removed, their their sense of right and wrong is removed, or you know they just don't they just don't have it in them to relate or have compassion for another human. Right. And it's more difficult to feel sympathy for a character like that, but that doesn't mean that they don't deserve a love story. That's true. You know, that's very true. Because, and in fact, I, I would venture to say even more so, they deserve a love story because they need more than anyone who already has a support system for someone to reach out to them and say, hey, I love you. I care about you. I've chosen you, you know. But with these, uh, with the two characters within this book, they have chosen each other and and they have chosen to see each other through the things that they're going through now when you have 
to people who are going through mental health issues of this type where it affects everything in their everyday lives. It affects their decision making. It affects their just being able to function. You kind of hope for a balance. You know, you hope that one is up while the other one's down because if because you're both otherwise, down, yeah, yeah if you're you both down, nobody's getting picked back up again. Right. You just spiral together. You spiral yeah. together, and then it and then it becomes worse. Yeah. And and there are actually a couple of points where I was concerned that they were both down and nobody was getting back up. Yeah, yeah. There were yeah more than more than one point where that was. Yes. Yes, for sure. Where, where that was like, I don't know how she's going to dig this one out because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, and right up to and right up to the end. And right yeah. up to the end, like right you said, you know, end. it's it's like, okay, how many pages it's, do I have left? And how many, you know, stick around, but seriously, stick around. it's like, what? There's only that much left. And oh, yeah. How is she going to do it? But she did manage it. She uh, did. So she did. hats off, Cini, because Christine, because this was wow. <laughs> yeah. But I think it was worth it. You know, at least for the first read. I wouldn't suggest doing yeah. it twice. And the only reason that we did it twice was because we have a podcast. But I, I think... You know, I'm not sad that I read it. Yeah. Like I said, it was it was on a lot of levels just really kind of not for me. I don't particularly enjoy military stories. But, you know, I, I, I remembered a whole lot about about the war in Iraq and and all the the things around 9/11 and so it was it was interesting to see that in a story even though that's not usually the type of stories I'm gravitated to because I think no, part I'm not of, either. I think part of my thing with that is like it's everywhere all the time. I don't want to escape to that. I don't want to escape into into war. I just, it's not something, it's not a place where I feel comfortable and where I feel happy. And it's just not something that I enjoy. But I do think, like you said, I think the story is important. I don't like the dubious consent. I understand why it was there. I understand the story reason for it. I don't disagree with the use of, of it. But it's also something that was very difficult for me to read because I just, in in some ways, it's almost harder to deal with for me the dubious consent than than the actual assault because you you're you're talking about an assault from somebody who you love and that whole confusion of what is the right thing here you know that. I love this person so very much and I'm willing to give them everything, but why do they have to take it? And and the fact that she's often not sure when his personality is split, she's not sure which one she likes more. Right. Right. You know, and, and it's you know, just I mean, like, really, it's all part of him. He's both things. He's both things. He's, he's and, both, you know, yeah, he's both all of him. All of him is in love with her. Yeah. And so that is kind of beautiful but also kind of icky. <laughs> yeah, I actually had 
more difficulty with the female main character most of this yeah, most of the time. I did too. I did because too. the the choice that she made to try and even uh you know treat him oh as a therapist gosh. the the fact that she was trying I mean, to choose between I his missed, two personalities i missed too all of those warning signs i should have realized that that was an indicator of how fucked up she was yes yes and because it seems like she's presented as being pretty level-headed but it's no <laughs> it's a trap it's a trap. It's a trap. Yeah. It's a total trap. She makes she makes some really questionable choices, oh, yeah. you know. The fact that she decided not to go to Abu Ghraib is is one thing, but also that she found herself in that situation of making that choice was like, wait a minute, how did you get there? And then that she goes to work for the civilian contractor knowing that they have questionable methods. She knew right. that going in. She did. And the reason that she goes in is for selfish reasons. Yep, very much so. And it's just like, hmm, you know, I'm not entirely sure that the morally gray character here is the male. Oh, time. no, I don't think you it know? is. I mean, okay, no. so they both they both are. They both are. But, but I think she, she is, is way darker she is she way, is way darker. darker yeah, yeah. And i mean split personality notwithstanding yeah she is way darker i actually feel sorry for him a few times yeah you know it's just like oh wait 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 okay i know you love her but is she the best for you <laughs> really honestly i mean part of me was hoping that they would not stay together I mean, because part of me was just uh, like... Oh, yeah, I had a few moments like that, too. Because I was like, you two are toxic to each other. Oh, my God, yes. So toxic. So toxic. And, like, please, sometimes the happy ever after is you not being together. <laughs> <laughs> That's not the case here. But, but I felt a number of times throughout this story that that would be... I'm like, that's the only happy resolution that I see. Is that you two break up. And here is why I recommended this. Is because I knew that you and I were going to have a, a serious discussion about it all. But also that we have a strong reaction to this book. Mm -hmm. You know, it is oh, not yeah. the book for oh, yeah. you. It's not the right. book for me either, to be honest. Right. But we have a strong reaction to this. And it's those books it's those books that you go, those are the ones that stay with you, and those are the ones that are are so well written because they have an impact. Oh, yeah, no denying Kudos, that well Christine, written. because yeah, this one... Yeah, she did one, a great job, but holy shit. Yeah. Did you listen to this or read it? I listened to this instead of eyeball reading it, and it was uh, performed by... Once again, Joe Arden and Maxine Mitchell, we love you both. They're wonderful people. They're both friends of the show. I thought the performance was was really well done. I thought that they did a fantastic job with the performance. They knocked it out of the park, but it was still it was still hard to listen to because it, it was, was really hard to listen to yeah. and I thought that of the, you know, on paper, if you're looking at just the character studies, it would seem like 
Joe has the more difficult task here because he has to do the, the split personality. But I actually think Maxine is yeah. the one who really carried this because I would agree she with had to she had to keep it to a level of she had to she had to be calm and yet chock full of crazy. Yeah. Yeah. And she pulled That's, that off. <laughs> yeah, oh, she so pulled that off, but it, yeah. it was that it's was like, that was the more like nuanced when performance. When you're listening to, to it sort of casually and not really paying attention, she sounds very calm and re- reasoned and mm-hmm. rational, but there's an underlying current of hot molten crazy there that, <laughs> that she does very well. This is not to say that it, Maxine is in any way that way, but sorry, we don't use crazy. Boy. That's not the clinical terms. <laughs> no. No, but <laughs> my goodness, she really does like Keep that under, right under the surface. All you got to do is lift the lid on it, and it is right there. Just looking at the lid, you're not going to... Yeah, looking know. at the lid, you're fine. You open it up, and there's a bag of weasels. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we're talking Pandora's box kind of uh, kind of character. And she nails it. She nails that. It's so good. This is not to take away from Joe, because that because uh, oh, yeah, no, personality no, no. disorder is a difficult one to pull off too. It, it was, it was a tough book, and not only because it's so long, it's also tough because there's just a lot happening, and it's a lot of it is happening under very a lot of stuff happening under seemingly still waters, and they have to sustain that through eighteen hours of listening time. But just their performances, you can you can see it all in your mind. If we aren't doing any Joe books or any Maxine books for a little while, sorry guys, but you know, we yeah, have been, no, we are we are going to explore other narrators. On, yeah, we've been ODing. <laughs> but on you this guys. It, it, to, to leave off to leave off with this one, uh, I think is yeah. Uh, I mean, is a good. This is this definitely had some phenomenal performances using our five cup rating system. What do you give Girl on the Edge by C.D. Reese? So I would say my enjoyment of the book versus the quality of the writing. I have to add those things. So my enjoyment of the book, probably a three. The quality of the writing was a five. So I'm going to go with a four. As far as the performances are concerned, again, it was hard to listen to. But the performances were great. So I'll go with four and a half. Now, this is the question because we're doing this new how does it rate on our saucy scale? On the saucy scale, I don't, I didn't think it was that saucy because even though there were some very graphic sex scenes, there wasn't the right, there wasn't the level of intimacy within those sex scenes that brought it to saucy level for me. I don't know, maybe a three on the saucy level. Yeah, because the, the sex scenes that there are, and actually there, there's not that many for the size of the book. Um, but yeah, I would, I would say a three as well because the ones that were there were intense. Right. But because of the dubious consent, were they sexy? Uh... I didn't find them sexy because I was worried about about everybody's consent and and you know that's probably just. I, me. I was worried about everybody just breaking apart. Um, that too. Yeah, that too. But I, you know, I don't think, I mean, it's not that they weren't well written again. It was just, I, 
I did not. They did nothing for me in a sexy time way. And I also I also give this one a four and a half for the the just the overall. This one was really heavy. I will probably not be reading this book again, but I am glad that I read it the first time. Incredibly in awe of, of Christine. You didn't ask and me about writing. the murder colored glasses, though. Oh, I didn't. I didn't. Yeah. So, yeah, murder colored glasses. <laughs> this I'm wondering why. So, for me, I'm wondering why, why they're not both dead. <laughs> right? <laughs> Yeah, I was. Uh, there were a few times when I wasn't sure if one of them was going to just I off think the if, other one. And I think just if be one of them it. was go- so, if one of them was going to kill the other, I think the female main character was going to kill the main male character. Oh, totally. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I don't see hard agree. I don't see him killing her, even though there were some times where it seemed like he might, but I don't see it actually happening. Uh, he yeah, would kill himself. Un- he would kill himself. He would kill, he would himself, kill himself before, before her. he would. Right. But she would kill yeah. him. She would kill him. Yeah. Or some sort of outside force would right. make them kill each other or right. something. Right. Yeah. So murder color glasses wise. I mean, I, it's almost unfair because they're I mean, it's just I never took them off because how could I? Yeah. I mean, and in that way, it was good. You know, I mean, as as far as a thriller, and you know, if what I'm looking for is a thriller, it's even you know, it's it's great as that. It's you know, but to put it into the romance category, it doesn't work for me as romance. But <laughs> but it works as a thriller. So but it works as a thriller. Okay, yeah. so Christine, uh, we know that you had a difficult time marketing this, so uh, we're going to suggest that you market it. Uh, if you yeah. do a republication of this, uh, do it as a thriller. Yeah, Just, I mean, it's like... You know, thriller with romance elements. <laughs> right. Um, yeah, so it's... It, yeah, it works as a thriller, absolutely. It does work as a thriller. And, you know, it's it's a psychological thriller for sure. For sure. So for your next book. Okay. We're going to do a complete 180 from this really heavy, <sighs> dark subject matter. Take a Thank breath. You. Because, Thank yeah, you. this one, whoo, this was a lot. <laughs> and especially in such a short month. Still going to push the boundaries here of potentially push the boundaries of your comfort zone. Hmm. So because My we're going to go. My pretty wide. <laughs> yeah. And if if Girl on the Edge was tropeless, uh-huh. this has probably I packed a lot. There's a lot of tropes packed into okay. this next one. So your next assigned reading is Double Pucked by Lauren Blakely. Okay, this is an MFM. Okay, that's Why male, choose... female, male. Okay. Male, female, male. Uh, so that means no swords crossing. Uh, okay, it's why choose. Roommates to Lovers, Hockey, Rom-Com. Okay. So right. we got a lot in there. And Lauren Blakely is is a favorite of mine and one of my go-to authors as far as when I need a, a guaranteed rom-com that I know is going to, you know, especially after reading something dark, when I need a rom-com to sort of like palate cleanse. Uh, before I try to go to anything dark again. And this one is performed in duet 
friend of the show, Samantha Brentmore, is uh, does Love most Samantha. of the heavy lifting on this one. And then uh, J.F. Harding and Robert Hatchett are the guys. And as far as we, as far as I know, though, these are these are new to you narrators in terms yeah, of I listening, so. though. I think so. So we would Samantha love to have both of them. But... Samantha isn't. No. If you would like to read and listen along with Xana to Double Pucked by Lauren Blakely, please visit our website, cupandsaucybooks.com, for links and show notes. You can also follow us on social media at Cup and Saucy Books. We are on Instagram and TikTok. Let us know if you have a book you would like us to review on the show. If you like what you hear, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and leave us a review. Coming up this month, we have narrator Victoria Connolly, the audio sommelier herself, on February 12th. Author Regina Brownell on February 19th. And narrator Angelina Rocca on February 25th. Thank you for joining us for the Cup and Saucy Book Club. Join us next time for more great conversations with people from the world of books. And probably a few tangents. Happy reading. Cheers. <laughs>